Distinguishing between type 1 and type 2 diabetes is critical because delayed diagnosis of type 1 diabetes is associated with 20% or more risk of diabetic ketoacidosis, a major cause of death in children. Differentiating between type 1 and type 2 diabetes is also extremely important for choice of appropriate therapy. While the clinical presentation of a patient may not allow an unambiguous discrimination between type 1 and type 2 diabetes, the presence of one or more islet autoantibodies can support the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes, according to Dr. William Winter, the director of the UF Health Pathology Laboratories Endocrinology Unit. Because islet autoantibodies can also predict the development of type 1 diabetes, once safe and effective therapies are available to prevent this disease, islet autoantibody testing will become routine in medical practice as Dr. Winner explains in this CAPCAST. Dr. Winner also led the development of a Clinical Pathology Improvement Program, or CPIP, course on this topic. Dr. Winner, can you start us off by providing an explanation of exactly what islet antibodies are and what they do? Islet autoantibodies are predominantly IgG autoantibodies that are commonly detected prior to and at the time of onset of type 1 diabetes. One or more islet autoantibodies are found in more than 95% of persons with new-onset type 1 diabetes. And what are the specific types of islet antibodies? There are five clinically important islet autoantibodies. Islet cell cytoplasmic autoantibodies, ICA, that are detected by indirect immunofluorescence. Then there's insulin autoantibodies, IAA, Glutamic acid decarboxylase autoantibodies, referred to as GADA, G-A-D-A. Insulinoma-associated two autoantibodies, IA2A. And then lastly, zinc transporter 8 autoantibodies, ZNT8A. Islet cell cytoplasmic autoantibodies were the first islet autoantibody described. They were first discovered and published in 1974. And why would islet antibodies be measured? The presence of islet autoantibodies in a person with diabetes identifies type 1 diabetes, which is caused by autoimmune beta cell destruction. The diagnosis of type 1 diabetes has major implications, as you mentioned, for the choice of therapy. That is, persons with type 1 diabetes are always treated with insulin. Recognition of associated comorbidities, for example, other autoimmunities like thyroid autoimmunity, gastric parietal cell autoimmunity, adrenal autoimmunity, and celiac disease. The diagnosis has implications for diet and weight management and prognosis. If the diagnosis of type 1 diabetes is not in doubt, islet autoantibody testing is not required. For example, a lean child with new-onset diabetic ketoacidosis most likely has type 1 diabetes and we wouldn't advise islet autoantibody testing. However, testing for islet autoantibodies can be helpful when the differentiation of type 1 diabetes versus type 2 diabetes is unclear in an individual patient. For example, a teenager that has a high BMI but presents with DKA, does this person have type 1 or type 2? And the presence of islet cell autoantibodies would confirm that it is autoimmune in etiology. 
In the future, when safe and effective therapies are available to prevent type 1, individuals at risk for type 1 can be detected by screening the general population for islet autoantibodies. And where can a pathologist or a laboratory send samples for islet autoantibody testing? Islet autoantibody testing is generally not available in local or hospital laboratories. It could be considered specialized testing. It is available from reference laboratories and a variety of university laboratories. In choosing a laboratory to perform islet autoantibody testing, the pathologist would want to confirm that that laboratory indeed has expertise in the specialized type of testing. Finally, Dr. Winter, when ordering islet autoantibody testing, should the physician order selected autoantibody testing or a panel of autoantibody testing? If the laboratory offers a waterfall scheme for measuring islet autoantibodies, initial testing could involve testing for glutamic acid decarboxylase and insulinoma-associated two autoantibodies. If both are negative, the remaining islet autoantibodies could be run. It's also important to note that islet autoantibodies uh, that are against insulin, the insulin autoantibodies, are uncommon in adults with new onset type 1. So we don't advise testing adults for insulin autoantibodies. Well, thank you, Dr. Winter. As mentioned earlier in the episode, Dr. Winter led the development of a CPIP course on this topic entitled Chemistry Islet Autoantibodies in the Diagnosis and Prediction of Type 1 Diabetes. To learn more about this course, please visit estore.cap.org and type in the course title in the search function. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast. To listen to our other episodes, find us on the My CAP app, available for CAP members, as well as SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Just search for CAPcast from the College of American Pathologists on these apps. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss new CAPcast episodes.